Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means this episode 213 of the Perch Larrigus Podcast, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Eric Walquist, who joined me this week, as he does each and every week, as the other host of the show. His name is... I am Jesse. Happy birthday, Carly Wilson. There you go. Happy birthday, Carly Wilson. Your, your sister. My sister turned 31 today. Oh, man. 30 sure. 31. You don't know how much older your sister is from you? I, I'm pretty confident she's three years old. <laughs> I guess this is uh, this is a weird thing for me because my sister's birthday is the day after mine, so she's oh. always been like exactly four years older than me. Mm, or, yeah, I'm like two and a quarter. I guess technically difference. technically three years, three hundred sixty four days older than me. Right. Um. So it's weird because like with my wife, her birthday is kind of like on the other side of the year from mine, so I have a hard time keeping track of how old she is because it's like. <laughs> Are you two years younger than me or one year younger than me? I don't really understand it. So Yeah, it's stuff with the change. It is. It's the changes. The month change. Yeah, absolutely. Well, happy birthday to Carly. I hope she caught a cool lizard or something. Probably. That's. She seems to really enjoy it when that happens. Mm-hmm. And how was your week, buddy? Oh, I'm doing good. Good. I got some food talk to talk about. Um. I've been drinking a lot of the seltzer water lately. What is that? Uh, it's just, I mean, it's like you can get it in a can at Safeway, right? And the mm-hmm. brand is Refreshe. Mm-hmm. And I get this lime seltzer. And it, it hits the hits the spot when I want a carbonated beverage, but it's right. got like no sodium, no sugar, no alcohol. I thought that no seltzer calories. water had a little salt in it or something. I'm looking at the can and it says zero sodium. Oh. So, so unless they snuck it in somewhere else, it's just... Just the chloride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's got chlorine gas, but mm-hmm. besides that, it's good. Delicious. But I don't know. It's been a a welcome change, but it makes me burp a lot. Yeah. Because cool. it's like super carbonated. Well, that'd be good for the listener. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Might have accidentally snuck one of those into Gotham Blotter. <laughs> yeah, I had a... Uh, I went to Colorado last weekend... And we stayed right. This- I forgot you're there and back again. Uh, Hobbit's town. Oh man, it was so fast. <laughs> I flew into Denver, and then the the wedding was up at this place called Steamboat Springs, which is a three and a half hour drive from Denver. Ooh. So uh. you fly into Denver, you drive for three and a half hours, then you the next day you go to the wedding, and then the next day you drive three and a half hours and you fly home. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, it's a little bit at of least- whirlwind. <laughs> At least he had seven hours of car drive to contemplate the weird <laughs> neo-nationalistic uh, murals that are all over the Denver International <laughs> Airport. Yeah, exactly. The New World Order headquarters yeah. of the Denver International Airport. No, I, it was actually great because um, the drive was beautiful, man. It's like the Ameri- It's like you're driving through like the Rocky Mountains and beautiful aspens turning orange, and it was a wonderful drive. It was just a long drive, right? And I downloaded all this country music, so I was listening to that. And I like country music like Kenny Chesney. I'm talking like real country western music from like the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. That's what I was rocking going through the mountains there. Saw some speaking bison. Of good old, mm-hmm. Speaking of good old country boys, I uh, I saw my cousin who lives in Idaho. He came over and uh, he was at my mom's house. Mm-hmm. Because he dropped off this thing. He's invented this thing that's like a fire ring made out of steel, but it like folds down so it's all compact and uh-huh. it's got like this crossbar. Yep. 
and you can like you attach like or it comes with uh like these rotating grills that you can raise and lower. Ooh. So it's like a cook fire thing. It's pretty slick. Pretty slick. But he's got he's got himself a he lived in um Oklahoma for a while, so he's got himself a little southern accent going on. <laughs> I hadn't seen him in like 10 years, so it's so weird the Oklahoma slash Texas accent because it's not really southern. It's like its own deal. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a draw for sure. It was um, draw. So, I liked it. It, was, it. it suited him though. So we're staying in this nice place in um, in Colorado, and it, the 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 room that we had it was like a condo type of deal. The room that we had had a hot tub on the deck. Nice. So we were out there, and we were all enjoying the hot tub, and then like the warning light went off, and it was like. You cannot be in this hot tub right now. It literally said, get out of the hot tub. That's awesome. <laughs> and it was smelling really strongly of chlorine, so we all thought we had chlorine poisoning. This is just a callback to earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for those who want to check, it's around minute three and a half. We were talking about chlorine. So, um. I don't recall. Yeah. It's just a callback. That's all it is. Uh, <laughs> so, Jesse, Kickstarter update. Right, yeah. I got a ton of new donations today, mm-hmm. which I'm chalking up to the Gotham podcast, the mm. Gotham Blotter, mm-hmm. maybe? I mm-hmm. don't know. But all of a sudden, I got this new surge yeah. of support, which mm-hmm. is really awesome because um, sort of the analogy that I do, that I have for it right now, is uh, we've gotten off the landing craft at Normandy. We're fought, we've fought our way into France. Right. We're not quite at the sprint to Berlin. Uh-huh. We're fighting the Battle of the Bulge right now, so I need reinforcements for sure. Okay. To help me out so it doesn't stagnate here. We need to keep on pushing through. Right. Up to 149 backers, which is great. Yeah. And we're, we're getting there. We're definitely getting there. Right. So I just want to highlight, I'm going to highlight a different thing each week. Mm-hmm. So for $35, you can get the skeleton level, which is a limited edition print by my brother-in-law. That has really cool stylized uh, Lovecraft monsters with the Lovecraft logo. And we're only going to do this one printing of it. So it's a super limited edition yeah. uh, item. And I do want to say, I got someone messaged me and asked if um, the backer rewards would be available by, would be sent out by Christmas. Because this guy mm. was thinking of getting it as a gift. I fully intend to do everything in my power to get them out by christmas so if you're thinking about about buying some gifts do it and thank you everyone who's supported so far i've seen a lot of familiar names Mm -hmm. on the backer report so that means a lot to me and um spread the word please because this is me trying to make my dream come true and the cool thing about so we're about the halfway point right now of the kickstarter yes you're trying to get just over 30 days right you're trying to get like just north of 300 backers so we're kind of on pace for the, at the backer level, but we, we got to keep that pace going. And the cool thing right. about this is, like, if you want to keep the pace going, you do the you do the long division here. You need like five or six new backers a day. So uh, I would just challenge the listener: don't don't rest on your laurels. Be be that be one of those five to six backers today that you're listening to the podcast. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be that good old country boy from Arkansas who yeah. just came over as reinforcements. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel like I used to work for PBS and I used to write the pledge scripts. Uh, I feel a little like that right now. Yeah, no, it's definitely, um, you're, you're a natural. And by the way, guys, if you, you know, it's, there's only one place you get quality children's programming without any commercials. 
That's your and PBS that's by station. going to Kickstarter.com <laughs> and searching Lovecraft. Lovecraft Brewing Company. <laughs> and like me on Facebook, please. Yeah. Also, that's the best way to get updates. Go to Facebook, yeah. look, look up Lovecraft Brewing Company. The Facebook's blowing up, dude. It is. Yeah. No, I'm. there's actually the last few days, there, there's been a lot of steam in the engine. Cool. And I'm, I'm just trying. I can feel it on the precipice of mm-hmm. like consciousness. I'm going to, I just need to tip it into the point where it's a thing. It's not quite a thing yet, it's but almost I can feel it manifesting as a thing. Right. And once it becomes a thing, I think that momentum will carry it the rest of the way. So we just need to keep pushing. Keep pushing. And that's the thing. It's like it's becoming its own little community now, too. I mean, right. the, the, the Lovecraft Brewing Company Kickstarter page almost has as many followers as the Purse Larrogate's Facebook page. And we've been doing this for five years, almost. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome, dude. Um, yeah. So b- become a part of the community. Of course, you're already part of the Purse Larrogate's Nation. But um, if you haven't given, like, seriously, if you can only give it the $10 level, give it the $10 level. Be be, be, be a part of it. So And you'll get that signed coaster. Yeah, dog! Founders list. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, let's move on. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, I just want to also give a quick shout out. We were talking about, I don't know if everybody knows, but we, we are now doing a Gotham podcast on the Bald Move Network. Uh, our episode one is up right now. So the pilot episode. And uh, so check that out. It's a Gotham blotter. So that's what we're doing. Jesse, are you drinking anything tonight? Uh, seltzer water. And then uh, I got on deck some free beer from work. Mm-hmm. I got a uh, $30 uh, gift certificate to the local bottle shop. Heck yeah. Uh, for my birthday for my sister. And so I went down there. I got a growler fill of a delicious um, Oktoberfest beer. And then I got a six-pack of the Ballast Point IPA, which is delicious IPA. And then I had like $4 left. And the guy's like, well, I, I think you should get this. It's an Alpha Centauri Imperial Pale Ale. And it's from uh, Hop Valley um, in Eugene, Oregon. And it is delicious. So I would recommend this to anyone. Right on. Mm-hmm. Imperial Pale Ales are kind of a weird style. It's an Imperial India Pale Ale. Sorry. Oh. I don't know if I read that right. Um, all right. Let's get into listener feedback this week. No phone calls, guys. Oh, actually, we got phone calls. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, this one comes to us from the 706. Uh, and uh, here it is. Oh, chicken go cluck, cluck, cow go moo. They can go horn, horn, <laughs> how about you? I want to taste some brew just like you. Plan A, back Texas Kickstarter and get a cool t-shirt. Plan B, black back Texas kick, Kickstarter and somehow get some brew while living on the other side of the country. It's problematic, but we'll see. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lima go, Oscar go, blah. <laughs> Will from oh. Alabama, dude. That is a that is Aaron as a that's his <laughs> alias. There's no way that's someone who's not Aaron Hubbard. <laughs> I love Will from Alabama. He's so he's quoting, of course, the great movie Kung Pao Under the Fist. I don't know if you know this, but I went over to Brad Oman's house. We had a viewing party that, like a week ago. That's awesome. Kung Pao Under the Fist. It was so cool. Uh, and yeah, I took the bus up there. It was wonderful. Uh, so shout out to Brad Omen. Um, yeah, Doc. So not only that, but he's he's also said he's also wondering if he can get uh, your beer on in Alabama. And you know, step one there, 
is getting the brewery up and running. So right, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So shout out, dude, Will. That was a wonderful thing. I, I the first time I listened to that, I was in bed because uh, I tend to listen to these voicemails before I go to sleep, and because uh, uh, you know they put they give me happy thoughts. That gave me super happy thoughts. Uh, <laughs> wow. Hey, anyway, Jesse. Dun yes. dun dun. Michael McBride, as always. Just want to say hi about. Scat myself a little bit ago. I was watching them. I was watching the Cowboys game, of course, and I was like, "Ah, crap!" Because of course, y'all saw that we were down twenty-one to zip at one point in time, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Dallas decided they wanted to have a really good second half. I mean, a really good second half. Hey, I'm happy. We're two. We're two and one. Because two weeks in a row, win. Woot woot. Watching y'all play Denver. Don't know who I want to win. Kind of want Broncos to win. Kind of want y'all to win. What? We'll see what happens. All right, guys. Stay here again. Get off my back. Yeah, speaking of two and one, man. Broncos are two and one. Seahawks are two and one. Did -hmm. you watch any of the game? The Seattle game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched the whole thing. I didn't get a chance because I was flying back. Mm, Yeah, it was a real nail-biter. Yeah, right when we were landing, uh, right when we landed the, um, or it wasn't even when we landed, somebody was like keeping track of it on the plane. Mm-hmm. And so immediately people like start screaming slash clapping, which is a little disconcerting on a plane. <laughs> like we're, we're like approaching in the approach to Seattle, people are screaming and laughing at this and clapping at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, but yeah, and then and then I kind of watched it on my phone because overtime happened like right after we landed. Um, but what a nail biter, dude! And I, I'll tell you, man, I did such a good job uh, sitting Marshawn Lynch and, and playing Bobby Rainey instead. <laughs> That's the fantasy takeaway here. You always start your studs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that one. All right, and then we got a, a email here uh, from a new listener, somewhat new listener. His name's Anthony. He says, "Hi, Eric." Uh, Started listening to your show a few months ago after hearing your input on the Fargo podcast. I really enjoyed your takes, and I look forward to your Gotham podcast as well. Uh, long story short, he recently commissioned a podcast on BaldMove.com uh, for Aaron to Aaron and Jim to do a Barton Fink podcast. He wanted me to uh, do a little opinion piece, but unfortunately, I didn't get that in in time. So I'm going to do it on this show, just on Barton Fink. Um, so yeah, basically, Barton Fink's one of my favorite uh, Coen Brothers movies. It's one of their early movies. It falls into the whole. Uh, Barton Fink slash uh, Miller's Crossing era, um, and it's about a, a, a screenwriter or a, he's, he's a he's an award winning uh, playwright who goes out to Los Angeles to start screenwriting and, and all of the things that happens. The big question here that Anthony had for me is uh, as to whether or not Charlie Meadows is actually some kind of super mo- supernatural demonic force. I think he is. I think he falls into the Coen Brothers um, unstoppable evil force. So. Just wanted to do that. He also really likes our intro and outro music. Wondering who composed it. <laughs> Jesse, you want to tell the story about how our theme song was composed for new listeners? Yeah, we were um, driving back from New York City to Boston. Mm-hmm. And Rocky Mountain correspondent Levi, who at the time was Rhode Island correspondent Levi, mm-hmm. uh, he was our designated driver. The remaining three of us were wasted. <laughs> And uh, Eric came up with that little ditty, right? And was mouth trumpeting it, and I couldn't stop laughing. 
It was one of those giddy moments. We were also talking about a brand new game because we had just gone to PAX East, the first PAX East. Uh, and we were really the picture game idea. I picture the picture game idea panel back then. And we had this idea for a game called Mario Trumpet. The only pitch for the Mario Trumpet game was. And then just have like a whole row of people stand up. And then that quickly evolved into... And then I just kept doing it. And then a year yeah. later, we started this podcast, and that became the theme song. Uh, so that's it. And then and then our good friend Mark Griffin uh, digitized it and made it the intro. And that's the story of the Personal Arrogance theme song. Now you can go to sleep, little kids. <laughs> go home. Go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> Show's over. Show's what over. What are you still doing here? Um. <laughs> uh, and then finally, speaking of Brad Oman, he sent us an email. He said, just got caught up, uh, got a couple months behind, but are now halfway through last week's episode. And I just wanted to say, before it's completely ancient history, the Seattle Bay show that you were thinking of, Jesse, is Dead Like Me. Do you know what he's talking oh, about? Oh, yes. Dead Like Me? Yeah. It's a show about a dead person? Yeah, it was like this girl who's dead and she's supposed to live in Seattle, but it's very clearly shot in uh, Toronto. Mm-hmm. It's like they just pretend that the Toronto Tower is a space needle. So they like, don't even address it. Are you serious? Totally serious. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and uh, it says, Eric, Grey's Anatomy still love every show set in Seattle? You can be honest with us, buddy. Uh, you know me. I'm a big Grey's fan. Um <laughs> He says, anyway, I'm glad to see uh, many familiar names on the Kickstarter backer list. Kept, keep spreading the word as this really needs to happen. I mean, Berthulu should be reason enough to start chanting. So let's all spend a few sanity and help herald this one's way into our world. All right, guys. That's all I got for now. Stay and get off my backup singer. That comes from, from none other than the legendary Brad Omen. There you go. Yeah. And Brad Omen knows bad omens. And bad omens cause ancient ones to rise. So I would I take his advice on that one should listen to them. All right. So that's the listener feedback this week. If you want to get on the show, just send us an email, personalergates at gmail.com, or give us a call. Leave us a voicemail, 360-362-0024. Jesse, let's get on to the show. Let us. All right. So I'm going to lead it off this week with a little bus tale. <coughs> bus tale. Ooh. on the bus, and it's a bus tale. woo it's a crazy person on the bus tail. Woo! Uh, so that's a bus tail song. Anybody wants to put that to music? Uh, <laughs> so, Jesse, I've been dying to talk to you about this. Like, okay. I talked to you last night. I couldn't talk to you about it then because I wanted to save it for the podcast. Right. And I want to get your reaction about it. So, as you know, I am a bus rider. I ride the bus every day. I ride the bus to work. I ride the bus from work. If I'm going out at night, I try to take the bus when possible. I love the bus. I'm a bus guy Um, because we don't have subways here in Seattle. So, uh, I was on the bus on Monday, and uh, I get on the bus, and I look down. I have a favorite seat on the bus, and it's the seat that, like, you know, I'm on one of those long buses that has a bendy middle. Mm. I like Those to, are my favorite type of bus. Yeah, and I'm on this. I like to stand with one foot on the bendy middle part and one foot on the solid part. Uh huh. When it turns, you do a little surfing move. There you go. Um, I like my favorite seat is the seat immediately after the bendy part, because for two reasons. So it's a two-person seat. If you get the seat by the window, 
there's like this little like wall there, like a mini wall. It's only like six inches wide. And you can like put your knee up on the wall and kind of recline. And hmm. you get a window seat. It's very nice. The other seat, if you get the other seat, you have tons of leg room because it goes into the bendy part. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So it's awesome. So I get on the bus and I'm like, okay. I look down the bus and I see the seat's wide open. And this usually doesn't happen on my morning commute. I'm like, lucky day. So I walk down to the bus and I look into this and I'm about to like plop down and I look and on the floor, it looks like jelly, like, Uh-oh. like strawberry jelly. Somebody dropped a strawberry oh, jelly jar on the floor. And oh, so boy. I like, I quickly like avoid it. And then I kind of plop down in the, in the seat that's not by the window. And then as the bus keeps rolling, I realize that oh, this no. is not jelly. That this is a giant pile of blood. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm sitting right next to it. So I quickly plop, pick my butt up, and I'm able to do a plop into, into the bendy part seat. And then I plop up into the other part. <laughs> and for the rest of the bus trip, I see people walk up, get really excited about the seat because it's the best seat on the bus, and then immediately recoil in horror and walk away. The um, nose pick guy went too deep. <laughs> the nose pick guy, he went way too deep. That's the thing about it, though, is like I tell people this story. I had to tell people at work, and it's it's just crazy because you never you don't hear about a giant pile of blood every day. Um, and uh, so I'm telling people at work about it, and they all ask me. What's the, the first question they ask me is, well, what did you do? And I'm like, I didn't do anything <laughs> because I'm in bus mode. Like, at that point, you just have to chalk it up to another weird thing on the bus. <laughs> like, you, if you if you get freaked out about every weird thing on the bus, like, I've seen people, I saw this, uh, this lady who was vomiting in her mouth and then spitting it onto the ground. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I've seen Lydia and I were on the bus once and this guy came on with a python. Okay. In his shirt. That's one of the least weird things that's in this list. That's still pretty weird, though, because a lot of people are afraid of snakes, and a lot of people don't want to be in a confined space with, like, an eight-foot python. Uh, and he it's was like, the snakes you don't see that you need to worry about. I, g- <laughs> I guess so. It's like, and he was like, he was like letting the snake go around, like, sniff people's heads and stuff. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But I feel like I might have gone too far. I think, I feel like I might be too jaded as a bus writer that i did nothing when i saw a giant pile of blood because this was not like a pile of blood that was like a bloody nose this was a pile of blood that like this person got stabbed or shot it was a ton i've never i've literally never seen this much blood in my life Hmm. it was like smeared it was starting to coagulate uh and then finally like everybody would just go up to it recoil in horror and, and go about their merry way until these two guys come on the bus who are like they're homeless guys and they were having a blast analyzing this blood. <laughs> like, actually, there's one guy. Were they homeless or were they undercover CSI? They were undercover. Uh... <laughs> they were CSI guys who were undercovering as homeless guys. Right. They, the first guy gets on the bus and he's kind of out of it. So he just sits in that, in that leg room seat that I was talking about next to the blood. And he he's not phased. He's not moving. He's like, this is a good seat. I'm going to sit here. Then the other guy comes over. He's like going to sit next to him. And he goes, oh, dude, that's blood. 
And then he he like talks about how he grew up in East LA and how like he 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 just couldn't stop talking about the blood. He's like, this is definitely blood. He's like doing blood splatter analysis. He's like Dexter. He's like look at, talking about how it's smeared on everything. And then he goes up and tells the bus driver. He's the right. first person. Someone has to. Yeah, he's the first person on the bus to tell the bus driver about this giant biohazard that's on the commuter bus. And then the bus driver's like, yeah, I'll go check it out later. Yeah, the bus driver's like, that was the first guy who interrupted me on my route. (laughs) It's just crazy, man. Like, I should have at least taken a picture of it. Like, like, I was thinking, should have taken a picture of it and tweeted it to to King County Metro Service. But then, like... Or tweeted it to the police department. But then now my name's on that thing, and now I gotta, like, deal with all that shit. I'm, like, a witness. (laughs) Like, I don't want to deal with that. Like, it's a hassle, man. And it's just a giant pile of blood. (laughs) It was just crazy, man. Like, I have never seen that much blood in my life. Hmm. So, that's my bus story for this week. I have a sort of macabre story that happened to me today. Go for it. Mm -hmm. I go to work, get into work. Um, I'm milling in. So I'm I'm getting all the the grain in the mash tun. I have I walk over to where we keep our sacks of uh, specialty grain. Yep. And there's a a rat corpse like right in the walkway. Uh-huh. I'm like I can't ignore this. And then I'm weird. I'm, I'm like this is weird. Why is it just lying right there? And I like try and make some motion like <laughs> maybe it's asleep or whatever because it's six thirty. Yeah. It's the rat sleeping hour. Yeah, 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 nap time for the rat. Right. um, And I'm like, it's not sucking a trap, so I, like, kind of shake some of the plastic that's next to it, and it, like, starts moving a little bit, but Mm -hmm. it's very clearly, like, dying. Oh, it's dying. Yes, it's dying. Okay. um, Because it ate some of the rat poison, and rat poison, like, rats will quickly learn, like, to stay away from bait. Uh Uh-huh. Because... They associate it with death. Right. And I don't know, they teach each other or whatever. It's so that like, hive wait, mind. Rat, rat poison is like slow acting. Right. Because and they it, don't want to, the rats to associate the flavor with like poison. Well, and it also, it's like, from what I understand, rat and rat poison, it's supposed to dry out their body. So there's, they go outside and die instead of dying inside. Oh, so they, well, it, it like didn't dehydrates work with them. So they leave. So then I was in the moral conundrum of like, okay, now I need to do something about this rat, mm-hmm. but like I need to, I need to man up and put it out of its misery, right? Like it's dying, yeah. it's not dead. I need to do the right thing. Okay. So I have to like go and grab a shovel. Wow. And like a bag and gloves. I'm like, <laughs> what am I gonna do about this? And then I, I chickened out. I couldn't kill it with the shovel. Yeah, I put dude, it in the bag. I would have gotten into bus mode immediately and been like, that's just another weird thing. <laughs> just another weird thing. But when it's your workplace, you kind of have to confront it. <laughs> when you're getting paid. Somebody had to clean up the blood. So Yeah, but I, I decided not to make... That was also part of my reasoning was I was like, I don't want to like chop this thing's head off and then have to deal with the rat blood too. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who's chopping the hair? It's dead. What? Who's well, like with the shovel. You don't chop its head off. You just hit it with the, like, you break its that neck. Could, that could cause even more splatter. Oh, I don't think so. They're pretty hardy, man. Rat skin is like one of the, one of the hardiest skins. That's why they make tennis balls out of it. Oh, well, mm-hmm. I did make a tennis ball out of it. <laughs> a little brown tennis ball. Yeah. And before people, oh, re- before people recoil in horror, I know you've told this to me before. Rats love breweries because 
They yeah because of the grain. Every brewery has rats. It's just a fact. It's just the grain, and don't worry. It's, it's, they everything else is sanitary except for the rats. Yeah, it gets boiled. <laughs> yeah, it, it has everything to be. gets boiled. So. If, if you're drinking beer, it doesn't taste funky. It's 100% sanitary. It has to be, or else it wouldn't taste like that. Right. It's just one of those things that you don't want to know about. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. When I'm my brewery, I'm getting a cat, though. Oh, yeah. Brewery cat, for sure. Yeah. I don't know why more breweries don't do it. Brew cat. Yeah. You gotta, You should name it something, and then you can name a seasonal after it. Maybe it could be a black cat. It could be a fall seasonal. That's a great idea. I like it. There you go. Larry the Black Cat. <laughs> Harry Larry. Harry Larry the uh, delicious uh, land log. Anyway. Yeah. What's a beer that starts with L? A lager? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Larry Lager. Love it. Okay. Sounds delicious. So that's Buzz Talk this week. Speaking of appetizing, dude, it's food time. Ooh. Food time. Woo! <laughs> okay, so um, I did some cooking yesterday. Mm-hmm. I actually did some baking. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, because I, I'm pretty good at making hamburgers, right. hamburger patties, I was like, I'm going to try and complete the set and okay. make my own hamburger buns. Okay. And not just that, I wanted to bake spent grain hamburger buns. Okay, so you got to tell me. I don't know what this is. Spent so spent grain is grain that has all the sugar taken out of it. Yeah, so I used through the brewing process uh, grain that I brewed with at work. I took it home, and then I used a food dehydrator overnight to dry it all out. Okay, and then a, a food processor to try and make flour out of it. Okay, which I did. I made flour. Okay. And then I go through uh, the baking uh, or, you know, making the dough and letting it rise and everything and then baking it. And the whole process, I mean, not including the overnight dehydration, it takes like six hours to make these buns. Uh-huh. And uh, then I cook up the hamburger and stuff and I eat it and it's just okay. Well, okay. I put a lot of work into this. <laughs> It turns out like, yeah, just okay. And I think the conclusion I came to was that um, when it comes to hamburger buns, you might as well just buy them. It's cheap and it's easy. <laughs> and it's a lot of work to make hamburger buns. Well, and I, I thought kind of the whole point with spent grain is that it has all the sugar out of it. So right, it, so I it's use... not sweet anymore. It's just like the fiber, basically. Right, and I, I use only like 25% of the flour with spent grain flour. Okay. I use regular flour as well. Okay, because I was a little and, concerned when I saw And adding sugar and egg yolk. I had to teach myself, and by teach myself, I mean watch a YouTube video about how to separate an egg yolk <laughs> from the egg whites. Uh-huh. And I watched this French guy do it, and it, he made it look super easy, and I screwed it up. <laughs> like 40 times. No, I only screwed it up once. And then I, like, used the egg white to make an egg wash. Oh. Like, put on top of the bun and then, like, sprinkle the seeds on top. It should have been awesome. You went 100% gourmet on this shit. I did. Ah. But it just didn't It didn't end up, like, very fluffy. It ended up oh. kind of dense. So it was, like a, it was more of a roll. Yeah, it was definitely more of a roll. Mm. And it had kind of a weird color. <laughs> I, I kind of want to attempt it one more time. Mm. 
but um, it, it, it kind of threw me off of baking. You're going to dedicate another six hours to this? Yeah. <laughs> Plus, dehyped. I, I want to make more spent grain flour, though, to work with because I've, I've been making pizzas. Okay. So maybe some sprint grain, sprint grain pizza dough. Is spent grain a thing? So we should tell people if they don't know what spent grain is, like, when you make a beer, you heat up a bunch of grains, basically, you boil them, and then you get the runoff of that, which is sugar, and then that's like the base for your beer. That's a very simple. Right. Yeah, you don't boil it, but. Oh, okay. You make you, it hot. Yeah, you put hot water through it, and that creates enzymes, and the enzymes strip the sugars from the starches. Right, and then the yeast eat the sugars, and they pee out alcohol and poo- and fart out CO2. Right. And they add some hops to it, bing, bang, boom, you got a beer in your mouth. But you, you get the grain. The grains have to go somewhere. Yeah. And So they go to a... We send them... Most of them go to cattle. Right. Feed, because there's still nutrients and stuff in there. Right. So I just took that and dehydrated it and then used a food processor to make flour. <laughs> you found out why to give it to cows. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is a thing. People do cook with it. Okay. That you'll see th- it. Trust me, within the next week, you'll mm-hmm. like see it somewhere. Some spent grain. Spent grain, especially like pizza crusts and hamburger buns and uh, bread and stuff like so, that. So what's the appeal of spent grain beyond like recycling? It's sort of a novelty. Okay. Especially at like a brew pub. Like, hey, we bake with the same grains that we make the beer with. Hmm. All those brew, brew bakeries. <laughs> they use it. <laughs> Interesting. I was watching this I was watching this video today. Uh do you know who two chains is? Yeah. The rapper? Mm-hmm. I, I, Norwegian I, Norwegian. I see I, I don't think I can name a two chain song. But I'm in the cultural lexicon enough that I know who Two Chains is, mm-hmm. which means I'm definitely pushing thirty because that's about as that's like that's like forty percent of the celebrities that I know. It's like I don't know what they do, but I've heard of their names, mm, which means yeah. I'm, I'm on the slow slope to Dadville. Um, <laughs> I'm on the fast track to Dadville. Yeah, you're. <laughs> I think you've I think you've already hopped on that track. Um, Express trade. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I watched this video today. It was with GQ dot com. Apparently, Two Chains has a show on GQ dot com called "World's Most Expensivest Things," <laughs> where he like just goes and finds the most expensivest things and then does that thing, whatever it is. And so today, apparently there's this place in New York City, it owns a Guinness World Record for most expensive hamburger. Oh, is this one of these stupid things where it's like, it's covered in gold leaf? It actually is covered in gold leaf. Yeah, I'm not into that. And when you eat it, your hands get covered in gold leaf. That that doesn't sound good. So the gold I'd leaf... I'd rather th- eat that black hamburger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the gold leaf is... Um, the gold leaf is is uh is is just one aspect of this hamburger. So you have the beef is like Kobe Japanese Kobe beef, and then it has like this cheese that was aged for like three years in a cave, and it has caviar on it, caviar garnish. It has um, uh, heirloom tomato ketchup that's custom made for the hamburger. And it also has uh, a toothpick in it that is made out of gold with a diamond on it. Mm, yeah, see, like, you're not really eating that. That's true. But you get to poke your mouth with it afterward. Yeah. Um, and then the buns, there's something about the buns. They must be spent grain. 
Um, so <laughs> I made them. It took me 48 hours. Yeah, exactly. Handmade by this guy in his kitchen. Mm-hmm. I um, had to make the beer first, and yeah. they serve you the beer. <laughs> so, so this is a, this is the thing that I didn't understand about this thing has gold flake on it. it comes with a gold toothpick diamond. It uh, it has caviar, which is two hundred dollars an ounce on it, um, and then all of these other special ingredients. That apparently you have to order this uh, hamburger forty eight hours in advance because they need to fly in the ingredients. Um, how much do you think this thing cost? Mm, four thousand. Four thousand dollars for one hamburger? I don't know. It's a yeah, good. So sticking with it. All right, good. You get, you did it. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and bring this out. <laughs> Actual retail price: two hundred ninety-five dollars. What? That's it? That's it. That's Whoa. the most expensive hot do- hamburger in the world. Huh. Um, it's crazy. I. And I didn't understand that because, like, it has caviar on it that's $200 now. It says gold leaf on it. It has a toothpick that's made out of gold with a diamond on it. Uh, I could see maybe the Kobe beef, maybe the cheese. It's probably not that expensive. But then they also apparently give all the profits from this hamburger to a homeless shelter. And I'm like, how much profit is on this burger? It seems to me like you should be selling this for, like, 500 bucks. Well, maybe you don't get to keep the toothpick. That's what I was wondering, but how do they regulate that? <laughs> They're like, sir, you can swallowed it. <laughs> Sorry, I had the toothpick. Sir, you cannot leave the restaurant until you get back the toothpick. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the toothpick is handcuffed to a guy's wrist <laughs> who stands next to the hamburger while you eat it. Yeah, I just say if it's a charity burger, which it is, because like I said, they give all of the money to charity. Why don't they make this thing five hundred dollars? I don't. I don't want to tell them how to run their business, but. I mean, you said four thousand. I think you read those ingredients, right? No, if two chains, you're selling it badly. My favorite thing about the video, however, is two chains himself. This guy is a fucking genius. I would. I don't know anything except for like a couple of his music videos. Yeah, I would watch a show that stars two chains. No doubt about it. In fact, I would. I would watch a Marvel comic book movie starring two chains. Maybe he should be the next Deadpool. I like that idea a lot. Yes. Two Chains is Deadpool. Because he's like, <laughs> he's like, I just ate this burger and this wasn't just a burger. This was an experience. I feel changed after eating this burger. Like, that's a, that's the power of this burger. It's a $300 burger. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of tempted about this $300 burger. <laughs> Think about kickstarting a trip to New York to eat this $300 burger. Uh-huh. Well, some of the money will end up in charity. So. <laughs> that's true. And... Uh, uh, reward level, you get one of the gold flakes on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I would encourage people to watch this video. It is highly entertaining. And th- just watching 2 Chains eat a burger, I- <laughs> I'm not trying to bemoan this guy. Honestly, I found 2 Chains extremely entertaining on the show, and I want to watch more of these most expens- expensivest thing videos with him. But it looked like he had never eaten a burger before in his entire life. Like... <laughs> He approached the thing. <laughs> he approached the thing like it was, I don't know, uh, uh, a, a, a spent grain roll or something. I don't, it's like he had never eaten a burger before. And watching him bite a burger was honestly the most intriguing part of the video. Hmm. Um, it was kind how do you of. Feel about, how do you feel about people who eat burgers with forks and knives? 
Well, that's this is the thing about it, dude. I feel like he does that. I feel like Two Chains is in because he he's in the most expensivest thing videos for a reason. The guy's freaking rich because not only is he a rapper, but he's also a producer. So this guy's a mogul, basically. <clears throat> he's on his mogul game. He has not even a, eaten a burger with his hands in like probably fifteen years. Yeah. So the first thing he does is he asks the guy, "Can I get a fork and a knife for this burger?" Oh. And then the guy's like, "I don't have that." Even though we're in a kitchen, but it's like a chef's kitchen. It's not like a kitchen kitchen. So he has to eat it with his hands. His hands get covered in gold leaf. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, but the, but he also did the Jesse Wilson. He took the toothpick and put it right in his mouth afterward. Nice. So uh, shout out to 2 Chains. Shout out to $300 Burgers. Shout out to Spent Grain Buns. Food time. I hope he. I hope he's doing uh, some exercise so he doesn't become two chins. <laughs> <laughs> great job great. <laughs> alright speaking of great jobs let's move on to a little bit of trivia I'm going to be rolling six sided die we're doing Jesus What a Trivial Pursuit uh, i got to roll that one more time uh, and we got a one it's geography Jesse alright All right. please play along at home it's, it's trivia time Jesse this question for you how many US, US states border the Gulf of Mexico um Let's see. One, two, mm-hmm. three, four. Four states. You're saying four? Yes. I'm saying five, baby. Uh-oh. Did you forget Texas? No, I started there. Texas? Uh, Louisiana. Louisiana. Mississippi, Alabama, Florida. Oh, I forgot Alabama. Hello, five. Je- Eric takes the early lead with the steel. Oh, no. You know who knew that? Will in you? Alabama. Will in Alabama oh. knew that one. Um, this question's for me. <laughs> What country was formerly called Ceylon? C E Y L L O N. Ceylon. Uh, it doesn't matter because it's a human now. <laughs> a little battle star joke for you. Yeah, uh, no, that was good. Ceylon. I'm going to go with Spain. Um, Ceylon. I think I know the answer, but I forget. Um, I'm going to go with Singapore. <laughs> Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka is the answer. Jesse, this question is for you. What is the largest Japanese island? I think you know this one. Why do you think I know that? I feel I thought that you like know the Japanese islands. Maybe I was thinking of Brad Omen. Uh, Brad definitely would know. Yeah. I'm going to go with Honshu. Go with Honshu. I'm just going to go with Nippon. Honshu is right, Jesse. Nice job. Oh, all right. All right. It's all tied up. My Const- dad's in Japan right now. I know. Ohio goes, I must. Father. <laughs> uh, Jesse, quite... have, you been, have you ever been to Japan? I have not. I want to go, man. It's I really want to go. It's like in my top three countries. Really? Yeah. Ooh, that'd be a good list. I think we've done know. it before. Uh, well, you my... know, sometimes you got to repeat. So my top three countries, I don't think you're very excited about them, but they're Sweden, Australia, and Japan that I want to go to. I've never been to. <clears throat> I'd love to go to Sweden. I, my top three, Belgium is my number one. Mm. Number two would probably be Italy. Mm-hmm. Number three would be Ireland. Well, there you go, man. I could hit all three of them on a long weekend if I was ambitious enough. Well, yeah, I went to, I took a trip to Europe and I went to both Belgium and Italy in it. So Cool. There you go. In fact, I went to Belgium twice. I went to Australia like eight times. <laughs> Get up my back about it. 
All right, Jesse, this question is for me. I think I'm going to get the win here. What's the nickname of Florida? Nickname of Florida is the Sunshine State. America's Wang. <laughs> oh, it's America's Wang. Yes! <laughs> no, it's the Sunshine State. That was, It's a little tricky, but I feel like it would have been trickier if they would have said, what is the state nickname of California? Because a lot of people think California is the Sunshine State. California is a golden state, people. Mm-hmm. It's golden. Golden Tate. Golden Tate, Golden State. Uh, speaking of the Sunshine State, I've got a new uh, category, and this category is superheroes. I like how this is all original music tonight. Superheroes. Ooh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, I got, I, got, I got superheroes and I got science. What do you want to do, Jesse? Uh, well, let's stick with superheroes. All right. Marvel's new hero wants to save the world and the citrus industry. What? Marvel's latest superhero, Captain Citrus, draws his power from the sun and hails from Florida orange groves. Oh, my God. And here's his true origin story. He was developed by Marvel for Florida citrus growers who hope the hero will use his powers to help them sell more orange juice. Did they really need Marvel's help to come up with this one? (laughs) They're a bunch of farmers, dude. I feel like the cavity creeps were more uh, original than this. The cavity creeps? What are the cavity creeps? From, like, Colgate. I do not remember the campaign. We make holes in teeth. Wow, I do not remember this campaign. Yeah. I think the main thing here is that, you know, you have a bunch of orange farmers, and you have a superhero company. It's like, I don't go to the front of the plane and say, hey man, I think I'd be flying this thing better than you. Could you go and you let the pilot do his job? So it's true. They did such a great job. There's never been a superhero who's drawn his strength from the sun before. That's true, man. Super original. Zero superheroes are are solar powered. He should get his strength from like citric acid. (laughs) From vitamin C, at least. Enemy. I think vitamin C, at least. Yeah. Yeah, just pop that stuff. Apparently, so apparently they used to have a Captain Citrus, but he was just an orange with a cape. So they went to Marvel, and Marvel put together this whole. Oh, I thought you meant Marvel did. Like no, no, no. This campaign. No, the citrus industry did. Uh, I didn't know this, but apparently citrus the citrus industry is hurting right now. They got hit by a disease at her production, and they have declining consumer demand for orange juice, as you know, Jesse. Uh, nobody's uh, drinking orange juice. Orange juice is popular in my house. Orange juice is a super popular drink. Um, but, uh, but anyway, they decided they needed a revamp on Captain Citrus. And the main thing here is that Marvel has go- gone ahead and put together a comic book featuring Captain Citrus and the Avengers. Yeah, he's got to be in the next Avengers movie. I'm serious here. He's, there's a comic book featuring Captain Citrus, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, and Black Widow. Hmm. I feel like they're devaluing their own currency. Here. I feel like that too. <laughs> Um, so this is interesting it says uh, it may seem a bit commercial to purists it may even seem crash to use heroes like Thor and Iron Man to help sell orange juice but it's hardly new Marvel Custom Solutions a special division of the comics company has been doing it for more than a decade and long before that comics were used uh, comics were using their characters in advertising so Jesse long story short I now have a uh, new dream job Marvel Custom Solutions Mm, you'd be good at it. I like right, it. Let me, let me. I'll name the industry. Mm-hmm. You do the superhero. I'm into it. 
Um, electric chairs. <laughs> you mean like the electric chairs? Yeah. Captain Zap. Yeah, yeah for executions. Captain Zap. <laughs> Captain Zap, okay. he's got a bad rap, but he's actually very effective. Yeah. All right, God. I gave you an easy one. Um, how about logging? That was the easy one? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I started you off with a softball. About logging. George's electric chair company? Uh, <laughs> logging. Um, hmm. I like. I mean, it's got to be like a brawny man type of dude. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I'm going to go instead of brawny man, brawny Jan. She's a strong woman. She's a lumberjack. Yeah. And uh, she wears flannel shirts. Brawny Jan. Okay, I started you off with two easy ones. Okay, the softballs. How about the the um the construction equipment supplier caterpillar? Mm. See, you would think. I mean, your your brain immediately goes to a giant caterpillar in a suit, <laughs> yellow suit. No, they're trying to differentiate their brand right. from the actual insect. Exactly, but you don't want to do it too much, and that's why I feel like you got to have the caterpillar Mothman. Oh, he becomes. You can, can switch between caterpillar form and moth form. Uh, yeah, he he's like a transformer, kind of. Except he's like a giant bulldozer. He goes into a cocoon and emerges as a moth dozer, <laughs> and that's his name, the moth dozer. <laughs> By the way, I actually like that one the moth a lot. dozer. Yeah, he's a flying okay. bulldozer. Wait, I, I do have something to say about this. Yeah, when I was in Colorado. In our condo, there was like this giant moth, huge moth. This thing is like three inches across, four so wings, giant and hairy. But the thing is about it is that we saw it, we were a little freaked out by it until we realized it was dead. And it died on this ornamental piece of like, it died on like an ornamental pot on the wall. So it was like, it just was like, I'm going to die. It was like the most beautiful way to die. You die and then you become a, a piece of the artwork in the room. Maybe it was... Maybe it was like how um, fake potted plants, like fake yeah. plants, they'll have fake dead leaves <laughs> on them. Is that a fake dead moth on it? Yeah, it was a fake dead moth. Okay, I got yeah. one more for you. Okay. Last one. Yep. Um, trying to gain back some of the popularity that they experienced in the 70s. Okay. Pet rocks. Pet rocks. This one's a tough one. And you one. can't use Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, shit. Uh, so, Pet Rocks. This is this is a little bit... I, I, I feel like you got to have some kind of, like, gem thing going on. You know, like, gem, like the, the cartoon. Like, I feel oh, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like... Um, I'm trying to think of a word that rhymes with pet that isn't met. Uh, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. This one, and it, it actually lines up very nicely now that Marvel is owned by Disney, which Ooh. also owns Star Wars. Ooh. And we open Millennium Falcon flying through an asteroid field. All of a sudden, uh, you see Slave One and Boba Fett in hot pursuit. Uh, the, the Millennium Falcon pulls a U-turn around an asteroid and then parks itself. And we zoom into the cockpit of Slave One and Boba Fett himself, zooms in and says, you'll never be able to escape, Fett Rock. And then immediately on the other side, a giant 
pet rock with Boba Fett's face on it crashes into the asteroid and destroys the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Fett Rock is <laughs> it's the mascot for Pet Rock. I think. All right, you got the job. Congratulations. All right, thank you. This is this is a job for Eric. I'm just saying. I just want to go back to the moth real quick. Is that <laughs> <laughs> moths are moths are easily the only animal that can become part of furniture when they die. I mean, other than trees. Uh, but trees aren't animals. So, touche. Environmentalists. Except for, like, leather. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, they're one of the only things that can just die and then, like, become a beautiful piece of artwork. It, wherever they're at. Like, your Uncle Larry's, it's not going to happen with him. Yeah, I, I'm giving. I'm just saying, don't overlook the cow. You got the leather, and then you also have the like the cow skull to hang up in your beautiful uh, Southwest abode style home. I'm just Georgia O'Keeffe painting. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying that the cow's going to take a while. I'm just saying this thing can die immediately and become artwork because mm, it just like its insides just dry out and then it becomes like a peppery piece of dust. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> so that's uh, that's superhero talk. <laughs> Mothman. Mothoser. Mothoser versus Mothra, Godzilla 2. I love it. <laughs> All right, let's get on to the Facebook roundup this week. Each week on Facebook, uh, on, our, on the Personal Arguments Facebook page, we say, Hey guys, we're recording tonight. What do you want us to talk about? You type stuff in there, and then we talk about it. That's the deal. We hold up our end of the bargain as long as you hold up the end of your bargain. And here is the Facebook roundup for this week. Um, Nathan says, thoughts on the new True Detective casting announcements? Uh, Jesse, you hear about this? Uh, yeah. It's, so Colin it's, Farrell? Yes. And Vince Vaughn. And Vince Vaughn. So, but I need to clear this up because there has been conflicting reports. I read an article on Gawker today that is completely bullshit and wrong. <laughs> um, and I, I want to clear this up for people because I feel like there's a lot of misconception here. Because uh, I've been following this True Detective casting stuff for like a while now, Vince Vaughn is not going to be one of the True Detectives. People are thinking, "Oh, this is going to be exactly like the last show where you had two male leads in in detective roles." So Colin Farrell is going to be a detective. Uh, Vince Vaughn is going to play a like crime kingpin who has Colin Farrell in his pocket. But he's not, like, one of the detectives. Like, I saw a headline today that Colin Farrell and Vince Vaughn are your new true detectives. That's not the case. Vince Vaughn is going to be playing, like, a crime kingpin. And then there's going to be two more detectives who are going to be teamed up with Colin Farrell. Uh, one of them is going to be a woman. And that there's been a lot of rumors around that casting, and that hasn't been announced yet. The other one is leaning toward Taylor Kitsch, who was in uh, John Carter. So... I'm just saying it that, that Vince Vaughn, a lot of people are balking at this Vince Vaughn casting. He's going to be a kingpin secondary character to the actual detectives in the show. So I just want to get that out there. Because um, there's been a lot of misinformation. So, anyway. That's my deal. Jesse? Uh, no comment. <laughs> All right. Good. Michael McBride says, listening to your Gotham Blotter coverage for the pilot... Glad to see that y'all had the same problem with episode Innocent Man. Uh, well, with the episode, in, in quotation marks, there was an innocent man. Um, yeah, not even remotely. <laughs> that was the major problem with the uh, first episode of Gotham, is that everybody was talking that Mario Pepper was an innocent man, and no, he was not an innocent man. But if you want to hear more than that, just go to the Gotham Blotter podcast. Curly on Bald Move in iTunes. 
Um, James Patterson says, if you had to choose your execution method, what would you pick and why, Jesse? Mm. I I was talking to Liddy about this, and she immediately said guillotine. Yeah, that's a good way to go. I mean, they they knew what they were doing with that one. But the problem is, is the buildup. Yeah, there's like a lot of suspense. A lot of buildup, a lot of suspense, a lot of fanfare. No, I, I'm changing my answer. Okay. Firing Squad. Hmm. I like the Firing Squad because it's, it's one of the best looks right before you get executed when you have the blindfold on and the cigarette in your mouth and your hands bound behind your back. Okay. I like that look. That's a good look. Um... See, I that's what I was going for too. Is but I'm not. I'm not even doing firing squad. I'm just doing bullet to the head. Oh yeah, execution style. Yes, because it's quick, it's painless, and that's it. You're just done. Like it's not, Like I feel like there's so many other things. Like they've obviously we've we've you know even even Captain Zap can't make the electric chair. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, 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 popular here because the electric chair is like the worst way to go. It's it's a brutal way to die. I don't know why they've done it for so long. You basically are excruciating pain until you die. And, right. Yeah. Uh, and but I'm been- saying those extra, you know, few seconds mm. of excruciating pain, at least you're still alive. Nope, I'm not for it. <laughs> it's about quality over quantity, brother. Uh yeah, so electric chair is terrible. Apparently, there's also been reports that lethal injection has like highly uh, painful experience that's associated with it. But you're yeah, it got all weird because like the European Union is not exporting the chemicals. Yeah, to the U.S. anymore. It's like you can't murder a criminal anymore. Yeah, I mean, geez. what's the deal? You can't take human life easily in a state <laughs> in a state sanctioned way. What the hell? Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Live in uh, Washington, so yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, you have that. You have lethal injection. You have uh, uh, you could be thrown off a bridge. That's one. <laughs> that one I will not take. Yeah, that one I'm not going to take. I don't think that's ever been a. Well, you know, I'm sure it has been, but it's a weird one. Yeah, throw off the bridge. Well, I mean, walking the plank is very similar. That's true. It's sort of like a bridge to nowhere. Bridge to nowhere. Um, wouldn't like that one. Wouldn't like hanging. Yeah, hanging is no good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with bullet to the head. I'm, I'm going to go with crucifixion followed up by death by a thousand cuts. Okay, good. Both good. So you really want to keep those last few hours going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, something's better than nothing is my, my theory. Yeah, I'm going pit in the pendulum. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm going. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so thanks for that morbid talk. Uh, <laughs> this is like the morbid cast. Um, yeah, it's spooky. It it's is spooky. autumn is coming around. It's true. Winter it's is coming. Turning over into the tenth month, and you know what that means? The spooktacular. <laughs> this is this is an early spooktacular sneak peek. Absolutely. Um, and then, uh, speaking of spooktacular, someone with a spooktacular name, Rolo Tomasi. Says, if you could choose James's execution, what could it be? So, uh, yeah, James Patterson was the one who asked us the the uh, the, um, the execution qu- uh, question. So, Rollo's turning it on its head. Said, if we had to choose James's execution, I think the only way that James Patterson could be executed would be in a sixteen uh, sixteen team execution bracket that could be narrowed <laughs> down into the best way to die. Uh, Death by Snoo Snoo needs to be on there too. What is Snoo Snoo? It's from Futurama. It's basically doing it to death. Oh, 
Well, there's there's also like gladiatorial mauling, which could be in there. Right. There's also like Cleopatra. She didn't get executed, but yep. she killed herself by the like asp. reaching into a basket full of poisonous snakes. Yeah, the asp. And then you have uh, Socrates, a hemlock. Yeah, yeah. Hem- Actually, we should do like a a death bracket. Death bracket. <laughs> All right, James, get on that. For our Halloween episode. Yeah, James, you brought it up, so you got to make it, James Patterson. Um, he also Rolo says he also put a D&D message out on the PA Facebook wall. It's a little difficult with the new Facebook uh, getting your message out there to people when you post it on an uh, event or, uh, or you know, these kind of types of walls. But we do want to uh, promote this. Rolo wants to put together a D&D group. He's looking for a, uh, a DM. Um, and he's looking for people to play. So if you are a, a personal targets listener, you want to get into a little bit of D and D, I'm sure that he would be fine doing this over Skype or over Google, uh, Google hangout. So, uh, look for Rolo. You can find him right here in on the personal targets, Facebook page in this Facebook roundup. So, uh, find him there. He wants to play D and D. So do it. Do it. Um, Joe says now that there are multiple comic book shows out, which is your favorite and why is it arrow? Fortunately, Fortunately, Joe, I do not watch Arrow or The Flash, and I tried to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I could not do it. <laughs> I saw an ad for a second season of that, and I was like, wow, well, really? Not only is, yeah, Not only is there a second season, but there's also a spinoff coming out in January. Oh, goody. Agents Superheroes of... are the new zombies. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we are watching Gotham. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a podcast called Gotham Blotter that we're on. So mm-hmm. check Find out why it's my favorite thing on TV. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Joe says, uh, fall beer style, Oktoberfest versus pumpkin. What makes a beer October-ish? Uh, I'm obviously in the Oktoberfest camp on this one, Jesse. Which camp are you in? Oktoberfest. I mean, it's a classic style. Pumpkin is sort of a novelty. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I'll take Oktoberfest. I love lagers. I love malty lagers. Right, then I that's like the thing. Dark lagers. So, yeah, no, it's great. I love Oktoberfest beers. And for me, that's what makes a beer October is if it is a dark German style lager. Yeah. So I, good. I mean, a, a nice spiced ale, too, really, it comes through for me. Yeah. Some null bracket. Well, when I think of a quintessential Oktoberfest beer, it's a beer that's a dark lager high in alcohol. <clears throat> and delicious. It's uh like I, I like you know a good spot and optimator. VMOs, baby. Give me a spot and optimator, please. <laughs> um. <laughs> the optimator from the, Spartan. Oh yeah, the optimator. Oh, give me the optimator from Spartan. Um. So that's what I like. <laughs> We haven't heard from Dennis Kleinbeck in a while. We have not heard from Dennis Kleinbeck. He needs to give us an Oktoberfest voicemail. Yeah, totally. Decline. He uh, better be wearing later hosen as he does it. it better be. Uh, all right, well, we're going to get to recommendations, but before we do that, I want to tell you about the Ball Boom Network, guys. Ballboom.com, check it out. Uh, full of TV and pop culture co- podcasts. Uh, you're officially an official source for shows like Boardwalk Empire, uh, the um, uh, the the uh, up yours downstairs covering uh, Downton Abbey and everything at Wardy, and we got Breaking Bad season one is now up there, uh, and of course, guys, uh, the Because Show and uh, the Bald Move TV podcast. But you gotta love Gotham Blotter; it's the new show. It features me, Jesse, and Rocky Mountain correspondent Levi. 
walking you through every episode of Gotham on Fox. So please check that out. And please get in touch with us, guys. Uh, uh, you can send us an email, personalregards at gmail.com. Give us a voicemail at 360-362-0024. Follow us on Facebook. Pa- uh, we are on the Bald Move Facebook page, and we are on the Personal Legends Facebook page. We're on Twitter at Personal Podcast. And uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. We've actually gotten a couple good rates and reviews. I want to bring them up in next week's show because there's a couple good ones in there. Sweet. Uh, one of them calling out deviated septums. Mm. But in a good way. More like devious septums. <laughs> also want to call out the annual Bald Move TV Halloween costume idea link is up on baldmove.com as well. So if you're looking for a, a Halloween costume idea uh, featuring shows like Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, or Game of Thrones, you can find that on baldmove.com. Once again, just want to touch on the Kickstarter guys, Lovecraft Brewing Company. You've heard about it in the Kitsap Sun. You've heard about it <laughs> on... My brother, my, my my brother and me podcast. Uh, you've heard about it on the Personal Arrogance podcast. Uh, please find uh, Lovecraft Brewing Company on Kickstarter and join the community Lovecraft Brewing Company on Facebook. Uh, I think that's it. Is that yeah. it? All right, let's reco, baby. What's your first reco? Um, grow your beards out, boys. It's beard season. Mm. Mine's getting there. I, I'm proud of where my beard's at right now. So I'm in I'm in such a transitional phase, dude. Like yeah. I'm 29 years old, recently mm. 29, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm it's looking like your version of recently single. Exactly, <laughs> recently 29. So I'm not on the I'm not on the downslope of 29. I'm on I'm on the upslope of 29. But I've looked at my beard now, and I've always wanted to grow a beard. I've always always wanted to grow a beard. The problem is my beard does not cooperate with my ambition uh-huh i have a goatee area for whisker right. i don't have a goatee i'm talking about where the whiskers cover my face where it comes in where it wants yeah. to be yeah i have a goatee a solid goatee if i wanted to grow that but unfortunately it's not mid 90s and i'm not ben affleck <laughs> um uh and are you chandler from friends i i might be chandler from friends oh i'm at least i'm at least uh Oh God! I, I ruined the joke. Rachel and Ross. I'm at least Ross. I'm at least Ross. The offensive coordinator for the New York Giants has uh-huh. like a really bad goatee going right now, and <laughs> I, I was just like, I don't understand why anyone would grow a goatee right now. It's not goatee year. It hasn't been a goatee year. I mean, I grew up my facial hair quite a bit, like in late summer, and then I did the shave down where you try different. Uh, Oh yeah, that's fun. Try different facial hair, and I always screw it up though because I just start shaving and then I'm like, oh wait. Yeah. So the weird thing about this is that I felt like the best one, the one that looked best on me, was the American Chopper handlebar mustache. Well, that looks good on anyone. Which is, it's a handlebar mustache, but it goes all the way down your neck. You let the two thing, you let the two little strands go all the way down your neck. That's a great look. It's a great look. I definitely recommend that look. But yeah, so I also, um, so what I'm saying is that my cheeks, so I have like the goatee, I have sideburns and really mutton chops, and then I have my whole chin line and then my neck are covered in hair, but I have this like spot on my cheeks that are not filling in. And like you said, I'm, I, I'm recently 29. I looked in the mirror today. Mm-hmm. It's starting are to grow. In? It's starting to come in. Oh, yes. You got to let it go. I'm thinking beard by 30. 31 let it grow let it grow let it grow 
I was also I was a little dis I was a little discouraged because I read a, a Reddit post this week where this guy was like, after four months of ridicule and growing out my beard, it finally is filling in, and I'm like, I can't do it for four months. You got it though. You just gotta bite that bullet. <sighs> I want a beard so bad. That's what I'm saying, man. Just go for it. Just go for it. For the next six months, just let it grow. Let it grow. And you can obviously still groom it. Okay, but I, then I need to buy a trimmer. I think that's what I need to do is buy a you trimmer. You don't have to. You can just use scissors. Hmm. You just got to get the long ones. I feel like I am at a point where I don't like shaving because I don't like my clean shaven face. I like to have whiskers. Uh-huh. I, like, like, uh-huh. A I, week- I haven't shaved in a long time. I like like a week of whiskers. I feel like that's when Eric's looking is is sexiest. It's like a week of wet, a week of whiskers, and so I kind of want to just get a beard trimmer so that I can keep it at like, you know, quarter inch. Well, I, I use the wall clippers I got off of Amazon for like fifteen dollars. They work awesome, hmm. and they come with all the different guards, and you can cut your own hair with it. I do kind of like this idea, and I've always been intrigued by wall because it's W A H L, which is the beginning yeah, it's of my like your name. namesake exactly. Yeah. All right, I'll give it a whirl. I'll give it. A whirl. <laughs> oh yes. Um. <laughs> speaking of which, uh, I, I for my first recommendation this week, I want to talk about a movie. It's called Draft Day, um, and it stars. Okay. I liked it. Okay. One of the things I liked the most about it is that it's totally bought in with the NFL, and the Seahawks fa- factor heavily in it. Yeah, the Seahawks are the bad guys, right? Well, yeah, they're basically the goof, the goons, the goofballs. <laughs> There's a big difference between goons and goofballs. They're the laughing stocks of the league. Oh, well, laugh all the way to the Super Bowl, I guess. That's what I'm saying. Well, the the, the hilarious thing about it is the movie came out this summer, and it, the premise of the movie is that the Seahawks have the number one overall draft pick. The year that the Seahawks have the, the last overall draft pick. Well. So. You know, historically. Yeah. Well. Oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I thought you were just trying to make a point. Historically, yes, the Seahawks have been bad. Although, the last decade, they've been pretty good. Yeah. You know, well. two Super Bowls in ten years isn't too bad. Two Super Bowl appearances. Right. Uh, and you one one should have been victory over the Steel <laughs> Crew. Jesse Secoreco. Oh, geez. Uh, put me on the spot mm-hmm. because I forgot what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, let me just say uh, Kickstarter.com, Search Lovecraft please this means the world to me i'm on i mean right now is a really weird time in my life because it's like is this thing gonna happen or am i gonna have to change all my plans and aspirations so help me my dream come true (laughs) please let the dream come true in fact there's not really much of the podcast left guys you could stop it here and just go to the freaking kickstarter and kickstart it bam uh (laughs) but then you won't hear my second reco which is Gotham Blotter Podcast, guys. Check it out on baldmove.com. Uh, gotta pimp it. And you, if you, you get to hear a lot of Levi. Levi got a brand new microphone. He sounds very good. He sounds great. Although I... Stamp, I just went to 150 backers. Nice. Somebody is subliminally backing you right now. Yeah. I got a mind meld going on. <laughs> With heart wood. I would say that don't judge Levi, though, by his intro this week, because <laughs> on the Gotham Blotter podcast, we do the quintessential bald move intro, which is, hello and welcome to the Gotham Blotter podcast, your officially unofficial podcast for Gotham on Fox. I'm Eric. 
I'm Jesse. And he goes, I'm Levi. <laughs> He's like Toby from The Office. I've been watching The Office like <laughs> 10 years too late. Dude, The Office is good. Uh, it's very easy to binge. It's super easy to binge. That press play button pl- pre- basically presses itself. It actually literally does. It literally does if you're watching on Netflix or Hulu. Uh, yeah. All right, dude, we gave you enough to listen about. We gave you enough to watch about, and we gave you enough to kickstart about. So why don't you go out and do some stuff? That's that's my charge to you, the listener. And come back next week for a rip-roaring adventure on the Personal Arrogance Podcast. Jesse, thanks so much for joining me. And until next week, remember that wherever you go. Whatever you do. Please stay, stay arrogant. arrogant.